I hope you've been doing well. I think we'll start this session with an audio Rorschach test. You ready? Okay, tell me the first thing you think of when you hear this sound. Okay, so what was the first thing you thought of when hearing that? I have a feeling we both thought the same thing. Let's say it together out loud on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three, penguins. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I guess yours probably makes more sense. Maybe I just think about penguins too much in general. Should probably get that uh, checked out, huh? (laughs) Hey, who's examining who here? Oh, things can be kind of complicated, huh? Not everything is black and white. Ah, boy, there I go again. Oh, man, I'm really on thin ice now. Okay, let's get this episode started before things really go south. Ah! Hello and welcome to the Braindrop Podcast, a show all about puzzles, riddles, mysteries, and games. I'm your host, Brian Hobbs. This week, things get a little too musical for my tastes. Uh, You might like the puzzles, you might like the solutions, or you might not. But, you know, try to sit in my way, only time will tell if you First, I'll give solutions to the puzzles from last episode. We'll listen to the lateral thinking puzzle being solved. Then I'll share three new puzzles for you. Here's last week's answers. Solution one. (laughs) Go fish. In our session from last episode, I laid down four cards. An A, a Z, a fish, and a bird. You were asked how many cards and which ones you would need to turn over to verify the truth of the statement that if there is a vowel on one side, then there is a fish on the other. Nathan from Canada was the only one who sent in the answer, uh, the correct answer the first time anyway. We had a number of guesses, uh, but uh, so here, let's, let's go one at a time. First, it can be tempting to flip over the fish because you kind of want to just see if there's a vowel on the other side, but, you know, that wouldn't matter. If it was a vowel, great. If it wasn't a vowel, no big deal. Uh, the statement doesn't really say the fish can't be on the back of other things, you know, other than vowels. Just that there, if there is a vowel, then there's definitely a fish on the other side. So, no need to flip over the fish. The obvious card to flip is the A. It's a vowel, so you need to see if there's a fish on the other side. So flip the A. You also need to flip the... Um, you also need to turn over the bird to make sure there's not a vowel on the back, because if there's a vowel on the back then it proves the whole thing false. What about the Z card, though? Doesn't really matter what kind of animal's on the back of that, right? Well, right. But you also need to flip over the Z card to make sure there isn't a vowel on the other side, because that would prove it false as well. I never said that the cards have to have a letter on one side and an animal on the other. That was the tricky part that was added, by the way. And uh, so we had a couple of people get the two cards, um, flipping the A and the uh, bird, but uh, only Nathan thought of the Z card as well. Turns out, though, that I was lying all along. It's the A has an alligator on the back, the Z has a zebra, and the fish and bird have an F and B on them, respectively. Yeah, they were just a bunch of uh, toddler's alphabet cards. You didn't really expect me to go and get a bunch of cards designed and printed just for this puzzle, did you? I'm a podcaster, not Mr. Moneybags. So really, you should have clued in without flipping any cards. 
But uh, in the original formulation of this puzzle, called the Wason Selection Task, might be pronouncing that totally incorrectly, it dealt with vowels and consonants and even and odd numbers. If there's a vowel on one side, then there's an even number on the other, or something like that. You're told, though, that there is definitely a letter on one side and a number on the other, so you only needed to flip over two cards. Still, less than 10% of people in the original study got the answer correctly. I don't know what it was originally trying to prove, other than that we're all a little dumber than we thought, but further studies showed that people will do better when the question is framed with certain contexts. So let's say I laid down four cards. They have an age on one side and a drink on the other. The cards I lay down are the number 16, the number 25, a soda, and a beer. Which ones do you need to flip to verify that if you are drinking alcohol, then you must be over 21? Well, you'd flip that 16-year-old right over to make sure he's not sneaking a cold one back there. And you'd flip over the beer to see who brought that in here. Soda, doesn't matter. 25-year-old, he can drink whatever poison he wants. So people did much better when it was framed that way than when it was more abstract. So there you have it, scientific proof that we all think much clearer with alcohol. That's not, that's not true. Solution 2 Miss Emerida I gave you six words and asked you to find the odd one out. The words were unalarmed, stimulant, adversarial, wannabe, rebelled, thermoanalysis. And the clue was the title, Miss Emerida. We got a couple of correct answers after first guessing an incorrect answer. So the gist is, get ready, they all contain Disney princesses and or queens. Well, except one. So the clue was Miss Emerida, because they're all female, and Merida is one of the Disney princesses from the movie Brave. The others, Unalarmed, has Nala from Lion King, back to that one in a second. Stimulant contains Mulan from uh, Mulan. Wannabe, Anna from Frozen. Rebelled, Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Thermoanalysis, Moana. Adversarial, sure sounds like Ariel from The Little Mermaid. So the odd one out may seem to be Nala because uh, animal, not even a princess. She just becomes a queen. Except Ariel is also barely human. I guess she gets there eventually. Also, Anna, not an official Disney princess, apparently. Who knew? I know. That's why I'm telling you. So now what do we do? Well, the real odd one out is adversarial, although it does appear to have Ariel in it. Uh, that is not how Ariel is spelled. Adversarial ends with A-R-I-A-L, while Ariel is A-R-I-E-L. So it's the odd one out because it doesn't contain the names of any Disney characters, princess or otherwise. Maybe you're rolling your eyes a little at this puzzle. Maybe you even really hate this puzzle, like you're having some actual trouble getting over it. Well, you know what? I've got some words of advice for you. Let it go. Let it go. Something, something, let it go, let it go. Those are the only words I know. Ooh, 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 ooh. Wait, that's something else. Solution three. The Guitar Man. 
Last week's lateral thinking puzzle by Stephen Wirt. A woman finds an envelope in her letterbox. She opens it and finds only a single photograph of a loaf of bread. She begins to weep with joy and runs back into the house with great excitement. Why? Rachel hosted this one. Jordan, Laura, and I asked questions. Did she win something? She did not. Did, was, did the loaf of bread signify something to her? Yes. Is this, was, is this woman a real woman in this world? Not a fantasy character of some sort, like a fairy tale. No, or she's fictional, just a woman. Okay. She doesn't even have a name. Is it relevant um, who sent it to her? I mean, I'm yeah. assuming so. Mm-hmm. Would she know them directly? Yes. Was she sending a loaf of? Did she send the loaf of bread to someone, and she's relieved that they received it? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? I cry for tears of joy every time that happens. <laughs> if my kid was starving and I sent them a loaf of bread and I knew they got it, I would cry. Is this um, modern times or is that relevant? Um, it's not relevant. Probably modern times. If she had gotten an email of the same picture, would she also cry? Yes. Was it just a picture of a loaf of bread, or is there more in it than just a piece of bread? The bread is the subject of the photograph. There may be like other things in the photo, but the bread is what it's a picture of. If they had just masked it out, where it's just that loaf of bread on a black background, would she also have? Maybe not. Because she wouldn't know what it was. Yes. So context is important. Yes. Was it a relief? She felt relieved, so she cried? Nope. She didn't win something. She didn't win something. Was she expecting it or like waiting for it in some way? No, it doesn't seem like it. Is the person who is sending it back to her important? Yes. Is it family? I mean, would it be her family, friend, or something like that that sent it to her? Either one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which one? <laughs> Are you a family? Yes, it's family. Okay. So it couldn't be her friend. Or just, just a friend. Uh, or could it? It could, but it's more significant that it's family. Was it her child? Yes. But why? <laughs> and the puzzle remains. <laughs> Was she weeping? She, weep, she wept with joy. With joy. Mm-hmm. Does it signify something about her child? Like, yes. my child is safe, or my child is not hungry. doing well. <laughs> sort of. My child is alive. <laughs> sort of. Did it signify his graduation from culinary school? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the bread say something. Nothing was written on the bread. Nothing was written on the bread. Was it the child, did the child make the bread, or would that matter? No, it's unclear. It's not important. Okay, does it have anything to do with a picture? Like, the picture was the important thing, not the loaf of bread. 
Uh, no, you need the loaf of bread okay. to, for the picture to mean. Could it have been a slice could of bread? Or it could that... not have been a slice of bread. It had to be a whole bread. A whole bread. <laughs> Pure bread. <laughs> could, it have been a, could it have been a cake? No, could not have been a cake. Okay. That's interesting. It's important what's around the bread. Uh, Is this bread wrapped? No. <laughs> not like that. I think the context <laughs> is what she means. Could it have been like sliced, but still just like... It would not be the same if it was sliced. You wouldn't want it sliced. Is if it... I were doing this, I wouldn't want it sliced. <laughs> I were doing this. <laughs> is if the, I were to is the bread the meant to be eaten? No. Oh. What? What bread is not meant to be eaten? I mean... Sure. You wouldn't want to eat this bread. Was it longer? Was it, was it edible anymore? Like, it, that's not that's not it. important. Okay, like, <laughs> but it's but she it's, probably used the bread for the picture and then did, that was it, and then used it as bread. Okay, so she ate this bread. Probably, it's not important. <laughs> <laughs> but what but it is? Forget about it what happened good? to the actual bread. <laughs> so what does the photograph of the bread mean? Did something the bread a life not. circumstance? Was she like engaged or something? Or sorry, she was not engaged. But I don't know if it's a child, he or she, or if that matters. But does it matter? Yes, it matters. It does matter. Uh huh. It's a she. It's a she. So I don't know why I thought that it was anyway, but okay. So, oh, is it the like the in the oven? She's pregnant thing. Yes, she's oh. pregnant, and she sent her a picture of a bun in an oven to tell her that she's going to be a grandmother. And so oh that is why goodness. she started weeping with joy and running back into the house. Yep. You would so, not want it sliced. <laughs> I, yeah. Is it edible? It doesn't matter what happens to the actual bread. Okay. I'm glad her mom was clever enough for that. I've seen videos online where people tried to do that trick with their mom, like putting an actual hamburger bun in the oven and the mom opens it and she says, why is that in there? And they kind of stare at her. And smile, and she's like, there's a hamburger bun in your oven. Why is it there? What? Why are you looking at me? And then they have to walk her through it. So I can just imagine the mom in this puzzle calling up her daughter. Um, I think someone may have hacked your mail account. Anyway, thanks, Stephen, for that one. The title is a reference to the band Bread and their song, The Guitar Man. You know, it's the one that's like, Who draws a crowd and plays a loud baby? It's the guitar man. Alright, now I've got three fresh-baked puzzles for you. Puzzle one. Yay! <laughs> Humdinger. Okay, this is our next session. Same psychologist from the previous card puzzle did a second study of logical reasoning, also using cards. So have a lie down on the couch over there and let me show these new cards to you. Again, four cards. This one has a blue cat. This one has a green cat. This one has a blue dog. This one has a green dog. Now, I have, in my mind, picked one color, blue or green, and one animal, dog or cat. Now, a card is a humdinger if it possesses exactly one of the properties I picked. Turns out the green cat is a humdinger. For each one of the other three cards, determine if they are A, definitely a humdinger, B, definitely not a humdinger, or C, can't be determined. So again, the cards are green cat, 
blue cat, green dog, blue dog. I've picked a color and an animal, and a humdinger is a card that possesses exactly one of those properties that I picked. The green cat is a humdinger. What about the other three? Puzzle two. The answer is not Venezuela. You know, one of the reasons I really don't like The Price is Right is because I never really know the prices of anything. I don't, uh, it's a metric that tends to move around quite a bit for many things, and uh, of course it depends on where you get it. A uh, box of crackers from Aldi, good price, maybe grab three or four. From Kroger's, uh, maybe not terrible, but not terribly good either. From Whole Foods, hope you took out a second mortgage. You might be living in that box of crackers pretty soon. But uh, I'm bad at prices. My wife will send me to the store and say, pick out some fruit. And I'm like, uh, what, what fruit? She's like, whatever they have at a good price. Uh, what's a good price? I'll go to the store. Hmm, this bunch of bananas is $30. I don't know. I guess that's a good price. I'll get it. So this is a puzzle about food prices by Stephen Wirt. Uh, we tried it originally as a lateral thinking puzzle where we asked yes or no questions, but we figured out the answer a bit too quickly. So I think it'll work well as a regular puzzle this time. Here it is. Where in the world would bananas cost $250, spring onions cost $500, potatoes cost $750, $750, cantaloupes cost $1,000, and cauliflower cost $1,250. The answer is not... Venezuela. Puzzle three. Wonderwall. Here's the lateral thinking puzzle for this week. Why did a crowd of people come from miles around to stare at an average, blank, featureless wall? One more time. Why did a crowd of people come from miles around to stare at an average, blank, featureless wall because maybe you're gonna be the one that saves me and after get it oasis wonderwall anyone okay never mind then so you'll hear the puzzle solved next week you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter to see three clues on that puzzle. All right, that's it for this week. You can visit the website at braindroppodcast.com for a refresher on this week's puzzles. And you can send in your solutions or suggest a puzzle for a future episode or give me your song requests by sending an email to puzzles at braindroppodcast.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter at braindroppuzzle. Special thanks to Jeff Moore for some of the music, including what you're listening to right now. Finally, please consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes or telling your friends about the show. All right, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Brian Hobbs. 